claimed he shouldn't get the MVP because he's white and, you know, he's getting this favoritism. And Lisa Salter said, hey, you know, this is the first time this year I've seen him play. These are people very connected to the game. Wilkins doesn't care about any of that because, again, I know I'm speculating, but I think he's laughing at American culture. What's up, everyone? This is your man, your boy, CVMK himself. Follow me on Instagram at CVMK33. Look, we have an amazing, amazing podcast episode. It is going down. I'm so excited we're going to be covering NBA ratings, uh, Tyler Pierce buying uh, V2's as VH1, and Shannon Sharp's last show. Uh, it goes down here. No longer at the It Is What It Is show. It will always be It Is What It Is, but this is the Cody Kelly show. I look forward to bringing you Awesome, 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 awesome. Look, 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 look. A lot to cover. A lot has happened this week. Uh, I think it's safe to say that there is a turning of events, uh, a turning of just kind of what is the status quo, uh, even in media. I mean, uh, the NBA Finals has really opened my eyes to where sports as a whole is going. Uh, I want to cover the NBA ratings, some interesting findings that has shocked me. I was not made aware of this. I had to do some research. A lot of stuff has happened in the business world, particularly in the media business world, on the buying and the acquisition of BET. Uh, and then also the, the great Hall of Famer himself, to me, the greatest tight end that ever played, uh, leaving FS1, leaving Undisputed with his last episode on the 13th being yesterday. Uh, so we got a lot to cover. Uh, but I want to start with the NBA ratings with just a quick, and I do mean a quick, word from our sponsors. There's a hero in all of us waiting to be unleashed. All it takes is just that one last push. Activate the hero within with CBMK Global Supplements. All natural, steroid-free, designed to enhance performance, build muscle, and increase energy. You are unstoppable. You can do this. Become your own hero at www.cbmkglobal.store. All right, y'all, www.cbmkglobal.store. Best pre-workout proteins, everything is. Go to www.cbmkglobal.store. Look, let's get into it. So when we talk about, you know, the whole makeup of where um, this sports as a whole is. I really have to cover this. The NBA ratings. You can only measure the effectiveness of something by quantitative slash qualitative measurements, right? KPIs, right? Key predictive indicators or key performance indicators. If you can't measure it, you can't effectively say it's growing. You have to be able to have some analytical rule in place that allows for a certain value system to be added. Uh, so when the NBA Finals, you know, first were going on and Denver unfortunately beat my LeBron-led Lakers, 
I was like, nobody's gonna watch this garbage. You know, it's it's the Denver Nuggets that you know. There's no prolific superstar. They have a lot of great talent. Joker obviously is a two-time MVP, but nobody that is really like, oh my gosh, Instagram real highlight real YouTube Bleacher Report need to watch must see. They have yeah high flyers like Eric Gordon, Jeff Green. Uh, they have great uh, stylistic point guards like Jamal Murray. But nobody really of dynamic attraction. At least so I thought. I was confusing my reality and my desire, my perception with the consumers that are really supporting the league. And I've come to the conclusion that this is no longer a joke. Nikola Jokic is nothing to be taken lightly. It's not a, a joke to be dismissed or uh, you know, something to glance over. He has impacted the league in more than one way. Great article written by Josh Sim. Josh Sim goes to point out in 2023, uh, the NBA has averaged 5.4 uh, million viewers across all of his platforms over the last five years. That includes ABC, ESPN, and TNT. But this postseason has been the most watched in the past five years. Who was in it? LeBron was in it. That might be a factor. Giannis was in it in the beginning. Tatum. That's what we expect. But it continued. It continued into the finals where they played a Jimmy Butler-led Heat team and nobody uh, on that team that was uh, a, a, I would say, top 10 player a top 15 player. These are some interesting stats. 2023 NBA Finals, we saw Denver beat Miami in five games, averaged 11.64 million viewers on ABC. Traditionally, the game has had an average of 13.08, which is up 1% on last year's game five. The final game drew an audience of almost 18 million people which means it's gone up. There has been increased productivity, increased viewership, increased desire from the consumers. What I think is happening is there is a uh, turn away from what I say, uh, barbershop fans, right? They're no longer trying to attract the barbershop conversation. Who's the greatest? Who's the GOAT? All those meaningless arguments no longer are applicable in their business model. They're going after a global scale, no longer a local scale. The NBA is an international game. Viewership on ESPNs was up 2% over the last year. It's been a platform average 6.4 million over the last three uh, 36 post-game, uh, postseason games. 2023 playoffs amassed 8 billion views across all NBA social media platforms. Becoming the most viewed postseason ever via the digital channels. League Pass, his unique ownership and viewership climbed up 32% year on year, which shows you that the world is watching. This is no longer a Chicago, Atlanta, New York game. The team that won leading score, well, not leading score, but leading stars from Serbia. Its second leading star is from Canada. Uh, I'm trying the the 
complete roster. You have MPJ, you have Aaron Gordon. The, the game is moved beyond the traditional celebrated athletes. The game has moved to a point of international marketability. And I've said this before, because the game is broader, it is more intense from a competitive standpoint of the selection of talent, not necessarily, necessarily the physicality of the game. So the new NBA model has to rest upon the viewership and the demands from the global audience. What does the globe want to see? What does Russia want to see? What does, uh, you know, parts of Africa want to see? Germany, India, getting a star and star representation from these sectors is going to amass new viewership, new revenue, new opportunities for unparalleled growth. So if the league does not expand its teams and we keep the same 405 open jobs, guess what? It's going to be harder because they're not going to evaluate you necessarily on talent alone as market share and market draw will come a huge factor. And when it comes down to it, businesses will do what businesses do. It's no joke. I want to play a segment of Jason uh, Whitlock's uh, uh, critique on this, and then I'm going to get my feedback. The purchasing power? The second. No. Want to come jerk off? Here in Minnesota, I got to watch KGs do a dog fight for guards. I grew up in the 90s, so we watched basketball play the, the last era of tough physical basketball. I don't think Jokic would have the same success that he is having now, statistically, in that era. I also don't think many of the guards would have the same success. I bring that up because this entire softness, this entire uh, offensification, if that's a word, making the, the game more offense-dominated uh, is the product of globalism. This is the resignation of the sports world saying, hey, how can we draw as many short-term gratification eyeballs as we can? It's the same thing with the alcohol. The alcohol was the predicate. The, the alcohol being sold, and, I, and I'm not for monitoring whether adults drink alcohol or not. All I'm saying to sports fans, highly connected to the NBA, and either left him off their MVP ballot, claimed he shouldn't get the MVP because he's white and, you know, he's getting this favoritism. And Lisa Salter said, hey, you know, this is the first time this year I've seen him play. These are people very connected to the game. Jokic doesn't care about any of that because, again, I know I'm speculating, but I think he's laughing at American culture. And I think he's laughing at... A lot of, without saying it, without being disrespectful, I think he's laughing at a lot of his competitors in the NBA that don't know how to play the game the right way, that have allowed someone who can barely jump over uh, the telephone book, if they had telephone books anymore, uh, be this dominant in this game because they don't know how to play. They're too high, they're too disinterested, they're too caught. Again, could you imagine? I'm sure Jokic, when they're canceling games over Jacob Blake and everybody's all these gestures and stuff like this, and this dude's like, I'm from Serbia. This is silly. This is stupid. These guys are always looking for an excuse not to play. And and so when I hear the guy basically say, "Man, I got to get home. 
that's a guy that's that's like I'm all right so there's a lot to unpack right there so um there is some truth to that uh there is some um uh, how to say um real levels to what has been discussed something that i think we do have to bring up is uh the fact that royce uh royce white who you heard from earlier before jason Whitlock, it brings up that because the game isn't predicated on superior athleticism or superb athleticism i don't want to say superior but superb athleticism the focus of the simplicity of the game with the skill sets uh, is really what gives them the competitive advantage. And because we've adjusted the rules where it's more about skill sets, a star like Nicola can shine. I would say yes and no, because I really think that if Nicola was in the 80s and 90s, he would adapt and he would adjust and he would be just as effective because. Uh, everybody in the 80s and 90s wasn't super athletic. I mean, you know, uh, Patrick Ewing was athletic until, you know, obviously the knees kind of went away, but he was more to me of a skilled big man. Um, And he still flourished, right? You had, you know, big country. You had other centers and, and, and big guys that, you know, still had impact. I think the issue is, well, what do you do with the Shaq? Would they go at it? But Nicola would draw Shaq out basically, you know, 15, 18, 22 feet. So that's interesting. I think the the real more pressing point is Jason is hitting it uh, right on the head. Because Nicola is solely focused on playing basketball and his brand is just hooping. And there's nothing else you can draw from. He has no opinion on this, no opinion on that. I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I don't believe you should just shut up and dribble. But at the same time, because he's kept the main thing, the main thing. It's kind of a a shot at the modern day athlete. It's like you made all this money, did all this, but you still didn't win. You know, you started podcasts, you started your own supplement lines. You've done this and you've done that. But I'm the one coming away with rings i'm the one that got second in the mvp and arguably should have won the mvp again they just gave it to mb uh, because mb basically made a smear campaign saying that they always overlook him but if you look at statistically and where the team ended up probably should have went to nicola and he would have won it three straight times if you take into consideration though when it comes to just hoping it's no joke nicola is showing the modern day athlete that you are going to lose it all if you don't get back to the basics of winning. I think we have substituted winning for the story. And I don't think you have to give up A to get B. I think supporting all these initiatives is so needed, so needed as a society. I think doing these things and these philanthropic aims, it is so needed, encouraged, inspired. But what makes you a great athlete is what you do in the, you know, on the field, in the ring, on the court. And if you don't take care of that, the other stuff kind of becomes ancillary, needed, impactful. You know, uh, you'll win, you know, all the awards. I mean, so needed for society. 
but the product of the sport takes a hit because you didn't keep the main thing the main thing and Nicola whether you like it or not is no joke it's all about keeping the main thing the main thing and not going above brand you know so I have it just like this I I don't know one Nicola commercial I, I don't know one Pepsi ad one Coke ad one Nike ad I don't see him you know uh doing Red Bull commercials or anything all I see is Nicola play basketball afterwards brothers come and hug him you know kisses his little girl kisses his wife and you know gets ready for the next game and his appeal to the mainstream audience because it's no longer a barbershop issue is he's safe he's the athlete you want to see it's just about the sport and i'm saying this as a warning to our athletes our aspiring athletes you have to win the other stuff does not legitimize you if you lose, if you're not consistent, if you're not great. He achieved greatness first and then started doing these things. It will allow the other things to become more validated from a public perception. If you value that, if you value winning, if you value uh, that type of intrigue. But Nicola is no joke. All right, Tyler Perry is undergirding. Uh, a deal has been released that he will become the new head of the VET ownership group. Uh, that being said, since v, uh, I think it's Viacom, right? VET and VH1 are, are under the same umbrella, same parent org. With this completion of this acquisition, Tyler Perry will become the new head of VET and VH1. Congrats. This is a huge step. I mean, this is monumentous. Uh, I don't even know where to start. Uh, it's as, can you imagine somebody who was homeless is now the head of one of the most iconic media brands and as VT and as VH1, everybody knows Bob Johnson, his wife started VT. Uh, was one of the first, if not the only black media company at the time, sold it, uh, I want to say for $3 billion dollars. Um, I got to get the numbers on this one has not been under a predominantly controlled minority group since, uh, and now he's buying it. Uh, he's worked out deals. He has content coming. And I think you have to applaud the geniusness of Tyler Perry. Why do I say that? Tyler's vision is more than being famous. I think with every level you achieve success on, it's how do I really move from being the puppet to the puppet master and really allow my hands to get on the strings so I can make it dance, right? Tyler has uh, built a brand that is global, that is a force to be reckoned with. And with this brand, I think Tyler understands that if you don't become the leader of a group of a movement something that could be publicly traded something that has equity uh, that can increase wealth for so many people and you start going through the MA space you'll always just be an individual contributor one of the failures of particularly 
um, black businesses is that we don't understand the value of collective movement and that being coming together uh, you know mergers and acquisitions understanding that we're paralleled and therefore the combining of strategy and resources allows us to have a deeper market share this was to me a big boss move uh, so doing something like this opens the door because if Tyler now wants to listen when the deal gets complete because BT hasn't had a news channel or news portion a, a, a uh, an actual program dedicated to news coverage in what 20 years <laughs> it's been over 10 it's been over 15 uh, 20. if he wanted something like a Roland Martin experience couldn't he just buy Roland out couldn't he buy the Black Star Network so you got to think long term and I, I say this to all leaders once you break through the door your job is to open up the door for everybody else so that the house can benefit, right? But there has to be a coming together uh, because the truth of the matter is, you know, some people will never get as big as Tyler Perry. But if you come up under Tyler, you can stand taller because you're standing on his shoulders, right? So this is land breaking monumental. Shout out to Tyler Perry. Gotta cover this. This is Shannon and Shannon left. And I want to cover leaving is a must to win. And I won't back down. Welcome back to Under. I started out with Stevia and it started then with the jumpsuit and you and then Brent and then jumpsuit and back to Brent. And even uh, her aunt would fill in sometimes. Guys, you've been amazing. To Nusheen Faraji. <laughs> who's never colored my hair or gave, given me a haircut, but had all these great ideas, I'm going to really miss you and how you mispronounce words. Uh, the wardrobe room, Autumn and Tracy and all the others, every day at 6 10, you would knock on the door. Can I help you with your cufflinks? Can I turn down your collar? Can I help you with your tie? Double tie, you did everything. I'm going to miss you guys, and hopefully you miss me as much as I miss you. Um, Ronnie Lou and Audio. Um, you mic me up for seven straight years, and it's been great. Sharing pictures, you show me your, your dogs, I show you. Finally, I just got one more question. What am I going to do with this 843 credit score? Hmm? Uh, to all my stage managers, uh, Johnny Lee, Karen, Craig, thank you. Craig, you've been unbelievable. You brought me my note for the last year. I want to thank you. Sometimes I get frustrated like, Craig, where are the damn notes? You say, just give me a minute. They haven't come through yet. Um, to my producer, Steve Owens, we had six great years together, bro. I miss you more than you know. Thank you for how you handled me and gave me some great words of advice. But Ash, you knocked it out the park. I trust you more than anything. The way you can read me, the way you understand me, the way you stay worded like this. There are times that I, I, I come up here and I'm like, I didn't, we didn't talk about this. And you have no that would help me in the debate. I'm going to miss you more than you ever know. Oh, my goodness. Who else do I want to thank? I want to thank the security. Uh, uh, D, cowboy lover, Derek, every morning. You hug me this morning. I see you starting to wail up, bro. I'm going to miss you also. Anno at the security front desk. I'm going to miss you also. Ben, my girl, every day for seven years, as I get off the elevator, you ask me, do I want anything? You would get me pancakes. You would get me breaking and scrambled eggs. And you would walk me down to my car. I want you to do it one last time for me, Sid. Give me some pancakes, give me some scrambled eggs, give me mm. some bacon. 
Uh, if I missed anybody, guys, I'm sorry. I just love everybody. I'm going to miss this. I'm going to miss this. I'm going to miss this. To the fans that made all this possible, you've embraced me and allowed me to become your favorite TV uncle. And for that, I'm forever grateful. You, 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 you rock with me when you know very little about Shannon Sharp, the guy that can come out here and talk. Hopefully you found me uh, entertaining. Hopefully you find me educational. Hopefully you found all the things that I gave you that you look for when you came and you did. All right, so you get the gist of it. So Shannon is officially no longer with Undisputed FSB. And I get it. Um, they were together seven years. And let's just be honest. I think when it first started, everybody was like, okay, this is Shannon's first time really being a co-host. Obviously, he was a contributor on ESPN and NFL Network, uh, but to lead segments to really be the main, one of the main anchors of the show, this was a first time, but Shannon did his homework. Uh, Shannon got better and better and better. He was willing to go head to head with Skip. He constantly, and he would bump heads. Uh, he created his own podcast and really invested heavily into that. And his podcast probably is more popular than Undisputed. And Shannon outgrew the show. And it really came down to a point of who was the alpha, right? I think this is a lesson in leaving is a must to win. It's not that you should look for opportunities to leave, but it does say something when you don't take full advantage of the platform. And when you understand that for me to really soar, there has to be a leaving of the nest, right? I think Shannon captures this perfectly. Uh, understands that, you know, Skip was the gateway in. Uh, he'll, you know, he thanks Skip for the opportunity uh, that Skip gave him. But Shannon could not be who he is, who he's going to be if he kind of stayed under the same makeup as uh, uh you know under the same kind of guys under skip and it's nothing to do with skip but it does say something that you as a person has to understand not only your talent but your desire and your will is this something that you want to do right like if you're happy uh in the status quo that's what you should stay up under, right? But if there's ever that inkling, and if you really have done the work, I mean, Shannon did the work. I remember when he launched the podcast. You know, if you look at the first one, the first couple episodes of Club Shay Shay, he was like, uh. but I mean, his lighting got better, his team got better, the cameras got better, the music got better. I mean, he he licensed out, he uses Nipsey Hustle's grinding on my life, you know, a copyright. I mean, he he's invested so heavily to the point you could argue and say Shannon Sharp is one of the top five podcasts in the world right and he covers a wide variety at first it was just sports then he started to move to you know pop culture I'm sure he'll move into the political uh discussions next uh but Shannon Sharp is a force to be reckoned with I'm interested in seeing uh, where Shannon's gonna hit up what his next kind of project and 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 you know addendum not addendum, but agenda is and where he really wants to go. Uh, but I do think, you know, this is a start 
of all things uh, great and all things uh, that are going to really set his career on fire. I mean, it's already on fire. He can't get any more on fire, but I'm really looking forward to that. But just a quick word responses. I literally just tried the best pre-workout on the planet. With Superpower pre-workout, you have increased focus and a power boost every single time you work out. It's not only packed with 225 milligrams of caffeine, but it also has citrulline and creatine. It's insane how much energy and focus I had during my workouts. If you're ready to take your workouts to the next level, then ditch your current pre-workout and get the Superpower pre-workout to be your own hero. All right, y'all, www.cbmkglobal.store. Get it today. Look, so uh, it is great uh, to see this kind of upcoming this flourish of just activity of inspiration of the transitioning and i think that's you know really where uh you know i want to hone in on is that there is a shifting right um i think sometimes in disruption when the ground kind of gets broken up there's this instability at first and instability obviously causes you know uh uh worry panic and whatnot but what i am learning is that instability or or disruption is the forecast for dynamic opportunity so with that being said i am looking forward <laughs> so i mean you got you got tyler pair by bt you have shannon sharp leaving i'm sure they're gonna do his own thing what if shannon sharp joined Tyler Perry and a BT and he had his own thing. Ooh. You got to connect the dots. Plus, which was my first podcast. Plus, plus, and I do mean plus, the NBA on a global scale. What a BT could start streaming games. See, that's where the business starts coming about and it has to be about business and you want to keep seeing amazing content, you know what I got to do. www.cvmkglobal.store uh, all the best. Some of us are. But I want you to look. Connect with me on Instagram, cvmk33. It is what it is, underscore show. Uh, it's on Spotify. Just put it is what it is show. But the new show's name is The Cody Kelly Show. I'm changing over a few things. Getting some things trademarked uh, because we got to go higher and higher. But until next time, guys. <laughs>